There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yo, what up? Welcome to Tevez of the Best. It's Friday, September 20, 2019. My name is JC Tevez. Welcome to the podcast. I did that so smoothly. You know why? Because my fucking audio recording deleted itself. I was almost done. I talked for 20 freaking minutes and I thought it was so good. And then my audio deleted. I couldn't undo it. So I'm hoping this one works. Oh, I'm so I'm so frustrated right now. I'm sorry. I was in a good mood earlier. <laughs> oh, welcome to the show. Let me just go over what I already talked about. So last Tuesday, I talked. I'm sorry if I'm sounding like I'm bored because I just freaking talked about this. I can't believe that I got. Oh my god, I'm so mad. Okay, so I talked about the keto diet. And so if you don't know what the keto diet is, I started on Monday, so I'll just be straight up. First of all, let me define it, then I'll tell you about my my progress or I guess lack of progress with it. The ketogenic diet, keto diet, is a high-fat, adequate protein, low-carb diet. So high-fat, medium-protein, uh, low-carb, if that makes it easier for you to comprehend. So first of all, I didn't know that it was used to treat epilepsy in children. I don't know why, but I didn't know that. I mean, I don't know why that's... That's what keto does, it, or it's used for that. But it's also how it works is it, it's the diet forces the body to burn fats rather than carbohydrates. So that's the basis of keto, keto ketogenic chorva. And it's, yeah, well, I can't say if it's effective or not because A, I did not stick with it. Uh, and B, well, yeah, I didn't stick with it. <laughs> okay. However, even though I didn't stick with it, I did keep my calories down. So the keto active plan I'm on from Delicious Diet is 1,500 calories. So I'm allotted around 2,500 per day based on my activity level, how much I go to the gym, blah, blah, blah. So I've, I've stayed within my calorie range demand. So even though I didn't complete the keto, it, I still stayed in my calorie range, I also went to the gym. Uh, so I can't tell you the effectivity of keto right now. There's a lot of people who stand by it. A lot of people who don't. Because yun nga, it's, it, there's not a lot of, uh, what you call, there's not a lot of like research really behind it. Well, there's, there's, there's research, but then there's people who will counteract that research. There's people who just speak, speak, you know, speak highly of it. They stand by it. There's people who say, no, that shit doesn't work or it fucked me up. There's a lot of bro science. If you don't know what bro science is, that's kind of the term that's used. Some of the gym guys like, hey, bro, you know, bro, no, when should I take my protein? Before workout, after workout. So there's all these camps like, are you a, are you a before workout protein or are you a after workout protein? So it's the same thing. Are you a keto fan? Are you a non-keto fan? Are you a paleo fan? Are you a paleo advocate are you into vegan blah 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 are you into intermittent fasting does that work some people say yes some people not say no so it's bro science at the very best and it does work for some people i can't tell you if it works for me right now because i didn't stick with it i'm gonna try on monday I'll, i promise i'll try my best it's so hard to, because there's so many food foods that have carbs in it 
And it's a low-carb diet, diba? And everything in the Philippines has fucking carbs. Breaded chicken, you know? <laughs> Rice. Everything. Lumpia has breading. Like, it's freaking hard. It, it's it's unbelievably difficult. And also, like, low-carb. Like, you can eat, you know, you can eat peanuts. You can eat fish. You can eat whatever low-carb vegetables, which I didn't know that fucking vegetables are, like, carb. They have carb values. I'm sorry. I'm ignorant. But it's like... When you think of vegetables, you don't think carbs. You just think veggies are veggies. But some of them ha- are high. There are high carb vegetables. Like what the f, right? Okay. So you in keto? I'll I'll try to start Monday next week for real. For real. Uh, there is one effect that I think I don't know if it's a placebo effect. So if it is a placebo effect, then you know, I'm I'm not sure uh, if if it's just my head or if it's really the effect of keto because I did stick with the, the meal plan for a while but then there are days when you know like maybe I forgot to bring the meal plan I was hungry and you know there was free food offered there uh, the one effect that I think is effective I'm not sure if it's placebo is that I crave carbs less whether that be because I'm guilty because I think I'm trying to do keto or because I really don't crave carbs so for example I came from an event earlier which I'll talk about later um where there was like these finger foods. So there were these like mini burgers. They call those sliders. No, mini burger sliders, slider burgers, slide burgers, whatever you want to call them. And I only ate the patty and the cheese and the like the tomato in there. I didn't eat the buns and I didn't crave the buns. It, it wasn't like I was, I was parting with the buns like, you know, regretfully. It was like, oh, I just want to eat the whatever. So maybe, maybe that's an effect. I don't know. If you've ever done keto, let me know. So that's that's what uh that's what I did uh, in terms of diet and shit this week that I can update you on. Uh, what else? On Tuesday, after I recorded my podcast on Tuesday, I went to something called Shop TV. It's an audition for the our host to be a host uh, on their Facebook Live slash like online channels, online avenues. And uh, first of all, let me just say, ang hassle ng process ng hosting. It's like a host hunt or like a search like a vj search you know like mix vj search which i won in 2017 shameless plug <laughs> shuttle subtle flex now um um maybe i'll tell you all about that journey some other time the mix vj search let me know if you're interested in that okay so you know it's the host hunt and it's like it's been a few weeks like they it, and it's not every week that we go there i had a certain so this was my week but there was a week before and then another week before. So they had, so far it's been going on for like a month already. And it doesn't end till the end of September. So I think there's like 12 or 13, 14 finalists. I don't know how many they're going to get, but it's such a long process. So Tuesday, I did like this solo thing. And here's the kicker, ladies and gentlemen. The, it's not based all on your ability to host. It's like based on votes and shit. And the thing is when you, when they go on, I, facebook live there's not a lot of viewers so let's say there's 10 viewers if six of them vote for the other person you're screwed even if you're a better host it, it's weird <laughs> so you know tuesday i did a solo one and then on thursday i did the like the it's like a competition with my co-host finalist her name was melissa she's like a fitness instructor she's nice 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 lady uh and i kind of felt because okay, so here's the thing: we did this thing called Game of Hosts, where we played these like random games. And you know what? You know what's funny? The games didn't matter. It didn't matter. Like who, whoever won Game of Hosts didn't win the thing. <laughs> so there was no incentive for me to really like really take it super seriously, which is why now I kind of feel bad. Okay, so long story short, 
on that elimination day, I won. And it's not that I didn't try, okay? I, I did my best when it came to hosting. But I just also didn't feel the urgency. Like, I wasn't like... I didn't feel like the weight of it. Because I didn't really... Honestly, I didn't really care if I got eliminated. Because I was like... Because, I know, it's not based on ability. So what am I going to do? It's out of my control. I mean, I guess you could try to get people to vote for you, blah, blah, blah. But what if her friends are watching the live and are voting for her anyway? They're not going to vote for me. And these are random people. Like, you know, they're going to pick the girl probably. <laughs> so even during the games and stuff, I was like, yeah, vote for vote for Melissa. Use her hashtag. I didn't even plug my name in my hashtag at all. Uh, so, But I won. And I felt kind of like an asshole, kind of. Um, because I think, I don't know, she seemed pretty excited. Not that I'm not excited for this. Huh? It's just like... My level of investment was, I think, lower than hers. So when she got eliminated, I, I felt like she kept, felt kind of sad. And I felt kind of bad. Lang, I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, Melissa, if you listen to this. She, you're never going to listen to this. But, you know, it just felt it felt like it was a half-assed victory. You know, you ever... Uh, well, uh, let me put it in a way that maybe you can understand. Um, have you ever played, like, basketball against... Or just any sport against anyone... And you kind of don't try your best, but you still win. And then when you see the other team and how how defeated they are, you're like, "Oh man, sana nanalo lang sila," or like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not saying that I'm not happy I didn't win. It's just like I know losing to her meant more than me winning. If that if that does that make sense? Anyway, Shop TV, vote for me. <laughs> I think the finals are like last week of September or like October na. So ganun katagal, ganun kahasel. I mean, that's just how long it's gonna take, and they're they're only gonna pick. I don't know how many. Let's say let's say out of like the fourteen of us, they're gonna pick. Let's say two or three, right? I mean, you're gonna go a whole two month process to just decide what could probably be done in a week. It's kind of like wow. Yeah, I know it sounds like I'm sound like I'm shitting on it, but <laughs> yeah, shop TV. That's why I did. Uh, that that was like a you know big part of my week. Um, another big part of my week is I started a new book. So I did promise that I would tell you about a new book that I'm reading. It's called the uh, it's called Success Principles. Success Principles. It's by Jack Canfield. J A C K C A N F I E L D. Jack Canfield. So far, this book is really really good. Okay, I'm just gonna tell you right now. I'm not. I'm. Uh, there's like six parts. I'm only in the first part, like chapter four, but it's really, really good. I love. I love the way it's presented. It's not. It, it's not pandering. It doesn't like try to lecture you. It just puts out basic things, and then you know, every time I read these self help books, self help books, it it really dawns on me like. And, and it's just like, yeah, you know, you're right. Every time you read a sentence that makes sense, you're like, yeah. I should do that. And there's one quote in this book that really stood out to me so far, so far. And it's, it, uh, d- knowing what to do is simple. Like knowing the right thing to do in your, to make your life better is simple. However, simple doesn't necessarily mean easy. And that is the kicker there, ladies and gentlemen. Think about it. There's, you know, things in life you can, if you could have it any way you want are very simple. Like, you hate your job? What's the simple thing to do? You quit it. You hate your boyfriend, you hate your girlfriend? What's the simple thing to do? You leave. You break up with them. You want to travel? What's the simple thing to do? You go book a ticket. But it's not always easy. You can't just quit a job sometimes. You can't just pick up and travel. You got to think about your vacation leaves and shit like that. Uh, so, it's, it's like it, it puts things out in a very logical fashion. 
and so far so good. And it's all about you know pursuing your goals, you know the principles of success, basically, as the book is you know as the namesake of the book. And so far, I really like it. I'll give you more updates on that, but oh, man, when I when I recorded this the first time, because I did say at the start this shit got corrupted or something, I had so much more to say, and I don't I don't really want to. Maybe I'll save that for next time when it's more organic because I'm just repeating what I just said <laughs> fucking 30 minutes ago. I wasted 20 minutes of my time, man. I'm really upset at that. Uh, yeah, Jack Canfield, success, Printful, success principles. I've been highlighting. Oh, I got my uh, new iPad. Well, it's a new old iPad. I bought it for my friend. So it's an old Gen 1 mini iPad mini. It's slow as fuck, huh? <laughs> it's not as fast as I I don't know why because I have an iPhone like I have one of the later iPhones, so I guess maybe I got used to that kind of speed because that shit is slow. But I had an older, older iPad, which was slow as fuck too. At least this one is cute, so it's slow but cute. And I got it for like four thousand pesos, so I needed it. I needed inspiration to read, and I, I think that I think it's okay. No the cost. Okay, moving on. Uh, okay, here's the thing that I talked a lot about in the last last. Uh, last time or in the, the thing that I recorded uh, I'm so mad I gotta do it all over again but here we go okay so I'm part of a radio show called Heard on Thursdays every Thursday at 10pm uh, if you wanna tune in live on RX 93.1 and we interview guests right so I did talk about on the uh, previous podcast I don't know which one about a cancer doctor that we interviewed so we interviewed Miss Lisa Dino Seguera so if you're thinking Seguera like ooh Isa Seguera you're right actually Isa Segera is now known as I Segera. So he is now he, huh? He, I'm using the right, is it pronoun? Pronoun, but that He is now known as I Segera. So he, she, she, the, see, Lisa is the wife of Isa Segera. So Isa, Ice, Ice Segera, not Isa. Ice Segera is the husband of Lisa Dino Segera. Okay. So who is she? First of all, she's an actress, but more importantly, she is now the chair and head of the FDCP, which is the film Development Council of the Philippines. So if you don't know what they are, they're a government, uh, you know, they're, they're under the government. It's a government job. Basically, they're, they're, they're there to ensure, like, the, the growth of Philippine cinema culturally, economically. Uh, you know, is it something that, you know, restoring films, keeping, uh, keeping a reserve, like a, you know, uh, what do you call that? Like preserving, preserving Philippine history, Philippine cinema, Philippine movies. And, okay, so what did I say before this shit got corrupted? Okay, the things that I did say earlier when I recorded this the first time was, A, Lisa Dino Seguera is one of the best interviewees that I've ever, ever had the pleasure of interviewing. And even if I wasn't interviewing her, just listening to her, you can tell she, is, she's got it, man. She knows her shit. She is passionate about it. She can talk for hours on it without ever, ever sounding boring or ever sounding like she's stealing the spotlight. She just, you can tell that she loves film and not just Pinoy movies. Huh? She, you can tell that she loves Philippine cinema and cinema in general. And, <coughs> oh, I got a cough. <coughs> it's crazy. She's so good. Unbelievable. She's, you should listen to, I think it's, I don't know if there's a, no, there's no podcast. It's really good. So that's one thing. The second thing is I learned a lot. I usually learn a lot when I interview people anyway. But let me just go over some of the, you know, the highlights of what I learned. Um, first is that Philippine cinema actually celebrated its 100th year, uh, last week. So it's called, uh, Cine Sandaan. Cine Sandaan. So like Sandaan 100. Cine Sandaan. 
And uh, they celebrated 100 years. So imagine from 1919, the year 1919, to 2019, 100 years. And we're almost as old as Hollywood. So I didn't know. I mean, I didn't. I could never really grasp how how long Philippine cinema has been in the works. Because some, honestly, sometimes when I watch Philippine movies, I'm like, that shit looks like it's from the 90s <laughs> or like early 2000s. Maybe we're not up there in terms of like quality yet, but we've been there. So that's one thing I learned. Another thing I learned was you know, the the Philippine cinema uh, um like the market share is like 30 to 70. So what I mean by that is that Philippine movies for every let's say 30 70 diba so 3 to 7. So for every 7 Hollywood movies or non-Pinoy movies there are 3 Pinoy movies and 30% is pretty high for an Asian country. Now I mean, we uh, we beat a lot of Asian countries in that sense, and it's good because you know, like "Hello, Love, Goodbye," Diva had, I don't know, broke records. So there's a market for that, uh, so I learned that as well. So I asked. There were a lot of questions that were answered. I had some personal questions. So my personal question, Yunyan, was, what were her thoughts on like yung mga mainstream kilig rom com movies? And uh, her answer was, I guess maybe she was being professional since she is, you know, the film head, whatever. But you can also tell that she means it naman eh. Because she appreciates all film. Literally. It's crazy. Uh, so her answer was that there's always going to be a place for that in this in this market. Because yun nga, it's targeted for masa. People always go see it. Including me. Eh? I love Kilig movies. Like, I eat that shit up. So there's always going to be a market for that. However, she's hoping... She's hoping that uh, that people, not just masa, just people who consume consume these movies, will be more open minded to consuming other forms of cinema as well. So not just rom com, maybe, and not just like you know shake rattle roll that kind of horror, but more try to diversify. And I thought that was really you know that makes a lot of sense because you know we have all the talent, man. It's true, uh, and you know on that note. There was a caller who called in and asked, asked her, what films are oversaturated? Pinoy films are oversaturated here in terms of genre and what are underrepresented. So, shampre, uh, of course, the, the oversaturated, yung sagut niya was rom coms, uh, you know, rom coms, etc. And what's lacking in representation, and this is so true, is children, children's movies. So, if you think of children's movies, diba, what do you think of? You think of Pixar, you think of Disney, you think of DreamWorks, blah, blah, blah. So there's no Pinoy movies for kids that are being released. And it's funny, and we did talk about it as well, is that, you know, a lot of the artists in terms of like, let's say Pixar movies, a lot of the artists who work on those films are outsourced for, from talented artists here in the Philippines. So we have the talent. We just don't have the funding. We don't have like people believing in us. We don't have producers that are willing to take risks, which is a, a word that she used a lot in the interview. Like we have to take more risks. And I think, I think it was such a, Great interview. So yun nga, ah, fuck man. And when I recorded this earlier, I had so much more to say, but just check it out. Also, she talked about the pelikulang ano pista pelikulang what do you call that? Fudge packer pista pista ng pelikulang Pilipino, and how yun nga. It's oh, that's what I talked about before. Okay, so um, she also talked. Speaking of market share. You know, there's there's a big company. Uh, well, we didn't mention it on there. I'm just gonna mention it here. I, I don't care. ABS-CBN Films, diba, or like Star Cinema, they make like 70% of the movies that are in the Pinoy market. So from that small 30% that I talked about in the market share from Hollywood to Pinoy, 30, that 30%, 70% is from Star Cinema, like the big company. 
So, but there's a push now for yun nga, for local or more indie movies. That's why there's there's movies like Lola Igna, which won Best Picture. Uh, but there's you know there's a there's a lot of diversity now. So yun nga, there there's films being made that are more indie, uh, maybe not from the big production houses. So it's it's nice to see that trend, and I think that's really cool. So movies like which I didn't watch any of the movies. I I kind of wanted to watch. Uh, open with uh, Nasu Ramirez and also LSS because Ben and Ben is there. <laughs> I just want to see how they act. <laughs> and I like Kalili Ramos. Magkamukha daw kami, ha? We look like we look the same now. I don't know if that's true. Kiniligaw when people tell me that. Anyway, so yeah, um, Lisa Dino Segura, shout out to Pinoy Cinema. I love Filipino like killing movies. I like Filipino movies most of the time. Uh, I did talk about it with our my co-host and of course my friend uh, Paeng, uh, who's the head writer of RX. And I, you know, I was like, there, there's a certain feeling of Pinoy movies. Like, if you, have you ever watched a Korean movie, like Train to Busan? When you watch it, it feels like an international film. If that makes sense. Okay, let's just consider most Hollywood movies to me feel like international films. I don't know if it's the camera or like the how good the camera is. So there's not a lot of Pinoy movies that make me feel like it's an international film in terms of the look. I don't know what it is. Eh? I don't, I'm not a film guy. I'm not a film. I'm not a cinephile. So maybe I'm not using the right terms. The closest that I can think of is maybe by bust, but even by bust, it has like a, there's like a feeling you can still kind of tell like it's a Pinoy movie. It's like it moves slower. I don't know how to explain. Is it the cameras? I don't know. So moving into the future, you can uh, support local Filipino, uh, support Filipino movies. You know, it's a hundred years, so maybe a hundred years more. Maybe we can reach that level. Maybe we'll be, you know, maybe we'll have our own train to Busan, you know, cause train, you know, people are crazy about Korean movies and shit or, or, you know, there's, there's a lot of foreign films that make it big in the U.S. Hopefully one day, you know, Shake, Rattle and Roll 39 will be good enough to be <laughs> presented to, uh, international audiences. So, you know, ah, man, I wish I, the first recording that recorded, cause I, I really talked a lot more, but, Anyway, that's all I can think of right now. Last thing that I'm going to talk about before my, hopefully this doesn't get corrupted, is what I did before I came to record this podcast. So, I came from Greenfield Tower. So, take note, note, note this down, huh? Greenfield Tower. Starting October 1, October 1, all the way until the end of October. So, October 31, there is an exhibit there, which is hosted by the, uh, P, uh, Philippine School of, In- PSID, Philippine School of Interior Design. And oh my goodness gracious, it is such a cool exhibit. It's free. So basically it's 12 exhibits. All, all, uh, they're all like, uh, floor plans or like, not floor plans, like showrooms of projects from the students. So f- let me just say, these students are so good. You wouldn't know that they, they're students. Like, PSID, if, if you're an interior designer wannabe, if you go to PSID, man, you gotta have talent, man, cause these guys, these kids, I mean, I'm guessing they're kids. I mean, most of them look young. Uh, they were so good. Holy shit. Unbelievable. And they would, the, the way that they use space and, and how they have an eye for like design. I always thought that I had an eye for that. And I like to think that maybe I do, but I never pursued it because A, I can't draw and B, also maybe it just really wasn't that passionate about it, to be honest. But I did think about like, it'd be cool how to fill an empty space with shit. But these, these people are on another level. Like they were doing, like they were, they were going into like the science of it, like how to make a floor plan, how to make the place look bigger despite limited space. Cause most of the exhibits are like in, uh, 25 to 30 square meters of, of space. 
and it looks so freaking big. Oh my god, I want. I'm gonna post some if you if you catch this in time uh, right now. Like if you're listening right now on a Friday, you can still catch my Instagram stories, and I'll probably post on my feed. But it won't do it justice. You have to go there. You can take pictures. You can talk to the students. They'll probably, you know, try to, you know, it can be kind of maybe when you go there and they start talking to you and explaining to you their thing. Maybe you might be a little bit like, oh, God, I don't know what to say. Just say, good fucking job. <laughs> Unbelievable. It's so good. So it's at Greenfield Tower. It's on the fifth floor. Just go in there. Bring an ID. I don't know if they're going to take your ID. Just say, hey, I'm here for the exhibit. It runs all of October. And it is incredible. My God. My favorite exhibits were uh, Exhibit 2, Exhibit 3, and Exhibit number 8. Exhibit 4 was cool. It was like a batman theme one, but I don't know if it'd be one that I would personally have in my house. Uh, and that makes me think, like, I freaking wish I had money. Like, I know that I'm a minimalist. Like, I, I don't know if I told you on this podcast if I'm a minimalist or whatever. Maybe I can delve more into that in the future. I've talked about it on my other podcast, The Halal Shoe. Shameless plug. Go listen. Um, it's it's annoying. It, I don't even though I don't have a lot of money. I don't really care about spending. If I could spend money, it would be to make my place look so freaking nice. Like not even I don't need expensive things. It's just the the the, out, the layout is really cool. Of course, if you could fill it with like bougie shit, uh, maybe it'd be nice as well. But you could probably fill it with not as bougie shit and still look nice. Uh, there's one thing that I. <laughs> Oh man, when I, before the I keep saying it before this thing recorded, I gave so much shit to this. There's a refrigerator there. If you've heard of the brand, there was a there was one uh like I actually think it was number 3 or number 2. Number 3. Uh um exhibit number 3 had a Smeg refrigerator. So I had to google it before, but I know it now. S M E G. Look, okay, first okay, here's a here's a little game that you can play right now. Go on Google, Google Smeg refrigerator. S M E G. And then go to images. Don't look at anything else. Just go to images and look at it. It's very plain. It looks like a like a uh, refrigerator from like the 70s. You know, like in those I Love Lucy 70s TV shows from the States. Even if you don't know. I mean, it just looks basic as fuck, right? I'm going to let you guess how much that is. I'll give you five seconds. And then I'll tell, I'm going to drop a bomb on you. Okay? Five, four, three, two, one. That shit cost 100,000 plus pesos. I kid you not. Holy shit! A hundred, you know, for that hundred thousand, I could probably buy. I could probably buy. I I I think my refrigerator was like five k, so you know, I could buy twenty of my refrigerators for the price of one Smeg refrigerator. Yun lang. <laughs> but I, uh, you know, that being beside the point. Besides the expensive shit in there. Like just the layouts are incredible. They know how to make they know how to make use of space, how to use the ceilings to make it look bigger, how to make you know how to make the room look bigger by you know adding levels to the floors. There's this one other really cool one. I forgot which which exhibit. It's based off the design of like a seashell, and it's so cool. The bathroom in that is my favorite out of all the exhibits. The bathroom in the shell the shell inspired exhibit was fucking dope. So yeah, if you have a chance, go check it out. Uh, October 1 to October 31 at Greenfield District. This is not a paid advertise. Just, I'm really, I thought it was so cool. I think you would like it too. So yeah, I just re-recorded this. So I spent, I wasted 40 fucking minutes. God damn it. Uh, happy Friday. I hope everyone has a smoother Friday than me. And I hope you enjoyed listening. This is my longest one so far. I think it was around 20 plus minutes naman before. So yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to cut it now before anything bad happens or it, it corrupts. So 
if you haven't hit me up on Instagram, I, I think I have a, I'm going to have an Instagram soon, uh, for this podcast. It's probably just going to be called Tevez of the Best. So look for that. It's, there's, I think I have it already. It's from an old Instagram that I had, which I deleted all the pictures. So I have some followers on there. I'm not sure if I'm going to delete the followers so that no one gets pissed off when they're like, who the fuck is this guy? Why do I follow them? Even though they already followed my old account. So I don't know. It's Tevez of the Best on Instagram. Maybe you can DM me on there. Just DM me and then we'll talk. Uh, at least I can talk on there. Because if you DM me on my personal one, sometimes I don't check because there's so many like random people who DM me and reply to my stories that medyo na natatabunan yung mga messages. So, yun lang. Uh, thank you. Happy Friday. And I'll catch you on Tuesday. Uh, any other plugs? Listen to the Hala Hala Show. Follow me on Instagram at it's me, JC. J- if you're already here, you can see it. It's on. It's in the notes. So swipe to the right on the notes. If you're new here, let me know. Uh, or you can tweet, you know, IG me at Tevez of the Best. Yeah, man. Uh, happy Friday, and I'll update you on that book that I'm reading and my keto journey. And take it easy. Bye-bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 